Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossard, S.J., Chapter 1, Book 1, Section 5. The divine influence alone can sanctify us. No reading nor any other exercise can sanctify us except insofar as they are the channels of the divine influence. Our whole science consists in recognizing the designs of God for the present moment. All reading not intended for us by God is dangerous. It is by doing the will of God and obeying his holy inspirations that we obtain grace. And this grace works in our hearts through our reading or any other employment. Apart from God, reading is empty and vain and being deprived for us of the life-giving power of the action of God only succeeds in emptying the heart by the very fullness it gives to the mind. The divine will, working in the soul of a simple ignorant girl by means of sufferings and actions of a very ordinary nature, produces a state of supernatural life without the mind being filled with self-exalting ideas. Whereas the proud man, who studies spiritual books, merely out of curiosity, receives no more than the dead letter into his mind, and the will of God having no connection with his reading, his heart becomes even harder and more withered. The order established by God and his divine will are the life of the soul, no matter in what way they work or are obeyed. Whatever connection the divine will has with the mind, it nourishes the soul and continually enlarges it by giving it what is best for it at every moment. It is neither one thing nor another which produces these happy effects, but what God has willed for each moment. What was best for the moment that has passed is so no longer, because it is no longer the will of God which, becoming apparent through other circumstances, brings to light the duty of the present moment. It is this duty, under whatever guise it presents itself, which is precisely that which is the most sanctifying for the soul. If, by the divine will, it is a present duty to read, then reading will produce the de destined effect in the soul. If it is the divine will that reading be relinquished for contemplation, then this will perform the work of God in the soul, and reading would become useless and prejudicial. Should the divine will withdraw the soul from contemplation, for the hearing of confessions, etc., and that even for some considerable time, this duty becomes the means of uniting the soul with Jesus Christ, and all the sweetness of contemplation would only serve to destroy this, this union. Our moments are made fruitful by our fulfillment of the will of God. This is presented to us in countless different ways by the present duty which forms, increases, and consummates in us the new man until we attain the plenitude destined for us by the divine wisdom. 
this mysterious attainment of the age of Jesus Christ in our souls, is the end ordained by God and the fruit of his grace and of his divine goodness. This fruit, as we have already said, is produced, nourished, and increased by the performance of those duties which become successively present and which are made fruitful by the same divine will. In fulfilling these duties, we are always sure of possessing the better part, because this holy will is in itself the better part. It only requires to be allowed to act and that we should abandon ourselves blindly to it with perfect confidence. It is infinitely wise, powerful, and amiable to those who trust themselves unreservedly to it, who love and seek it alone, and who believe with an unshaken faith and confidence that what it arranges for each moment is best, without seeking elsewhere for more or less, and without pausing to consider the connection of these exterior works with the plans of God. This would be the refinement of self-love. Nothing is essential, real, or of any value, unless ordained by God, who arranges all things and makes them useful to the soul. Apart from this divine will, all is hollow, empty, null. There is nothing but falsehood, vanity, nothingness, death. The will of God is the salvation, health, and life of body and soul, no matter to what subject it is applied. One must not, therefore, scrutinize too closely the suitability of things to mind or body in order to form a judgment of their value, because this is of little importance. It is the will of God which bestows through these things, no matter what they may be, an efficacious grace by which the image of Jesus Christ is renewed in our souls. One must not lay down the law nor impose limits on this divine will, since it is all-powerful. Whatever ideas may fill the mind, whatever feelings afflict the body, even if the mind should be tormented with distractions and troubles, and the body with sickness and pain, nevertheless, the divine will is ever for the present moment the life of the soul and of the body. In fact, neither the one nor the other, no matter in what condition it may be, can be sustained by any other power. The divine influence alone can sanctify us. Without it, bread may be poison, and poison, a salutary remedy. Without it, reading only darkens the mind. With it, darkness is made light. It is everything that is good and true in all things, and in all things it unites us to God, who, being infinite in all perfections, leaves nothing to be desired by the soul that possesses him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers. Have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Counselor of Popes, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, 
pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How can reading darken the mind? Aren't we supposed to read the scriptures? Aren't we supposed to fill the mind with good things? Whatever is good, whatever is true, whatever is holy, think on these things, St. Paul says, and the God of peace will be with you. St. Augustine was converted because he heard a voice, take up and read. Take up and read. He was in a garden trying to figure out whether he could say yes to God, no to his lust. And he picked up the open Bible and randomly read a passage from Romans. And in that moment, he was given grace. Philip the deacon was coming along the road and there was the Ethiopian eunuch reading the book of Isaiah. And Philip said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I? Unless someone explains it to me. Reading is good. St. Francis de Sales said that for the priest, study, reading, is a kind of eighth sacrament. In other words, many graces come to priests if they study and they read. Another saint has said spiritual reading has made many a saints. God speaks to us through reading. And then we speak back in prayer, another saint has said. Okay, so what is all this stuff in this chapter about reading only darkens the mind? Well, it's not reading in itself. It's reading when it's not God's will for that thing to be read here and now. It's reading out of mere curiosity. It's reading out of a kind of spiritual gluttony. Just as we can have a gluttony for food, for the body, just as we can want too much, just as we can want too fine, just as we can want too expensive, just because we can want it only prepared a certain way, just because we can want it too quickly, all these different kinds of gluttony with food. It's the same with spiritual things. We can be a kind of spiritual glutton and we can only want to read the right things, so-called right things, or we can want to read everything possible, or we can so much want to refine the mind and perfect ourselves with the correct or the perfect kinds of books. All of this is a kind of gluttony. And what's wrong with it? Well, Dekosad's telling us we don't ask in those moments whether it's the will of God for me to read this. Or maybe it's the YouTube, or maybe it's Twitter, or maybe it's some other kind of thing on the internet. Do we ask the Lord before we go down one of these rabbit trails, Lord, what do you want me to do? Is it your will for me to watch this? Is it your will for me to read this? Oh, but it's a religious talk. It's a religious video. It's a podcast. Well, but the main thing is not to listen to everything or even a lot of stuff. Even listen to this podcast or read this book. Of course, he's writing this stuff in a book. Now the question is, Lord, what is your will for me? What is your will for me? Is it your will for me to read this, to watch this, to listen to this? 
Because apart from the will of God, we cannot help ourselves. In vain does the builder build, the psalm says, if the Lord is not with him. In vain is your earlier rising if the Lord be not there. If it's self-will, no matter how refined, if we're just doing it because we really want it, and we think it's good for us, and it's not the will of God, it's going to be pointless, he says, valueless. In fact, it can harm you. I mean, if we physically eat stuff more than we should, when God says don't eat anymore, it harms us. If we drink beyond what God says, it can really harm us. And if we're reading things that God doesn't want us to read, it darkens the mind. It clutters the mind. And Dekosad says, because God can fill a simple, uneducated woman with a kind of supernatural life that someone who studies all the time even can't have. You see, God is calling us into his life. We're not on a self-perfection kind of program. We're into the program of Jesus Christ. We're trying to have his life in us. We're trying to become like him. We're trying to share in everything it means to be like Jesus Christ. This is the goal, to have Christ formed in us. That's what God the Father is doing. His will, his whole plan for your life and my life is to shape us into another version of his son, a little Christ, because God the Father loves one thing, his son. That's the one thing he loves. Oh, but doesn't he love many of us? Yes, in the Son. The Father loves us in the Son. And only what is like the Son, the Son of God, the Word of God, does the Father love. And this is the mission of the Holy Spirit. And this is the mission of the church to help shape human persons into other Christs. This is what the will of God focuses on. This is what his plan is. And when we go outside his will, well, we make it less likely, we make it harder to become like Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.